everyone. Welcome to 30-Minute Nutrition. I am your host, Ani Weeks, and I'm so excited today. We are talking about how I decided to become an NDTR as well as some tips for taking the test. This is episode 13. Alrighty, so today we're going to start out with our um, introductory segments. Before I started that, I did want to reiterate these NDTR talk episodes happen about every fourth episode of this podcast, and they are geared mainly towards NDTR. So totally understand if you're not an NDTR, if you want to skip these episodes, or if you just find them helpful to understand the profession a little bit more, it's totally up to you. Everyone's invited, but I totally understand if only certain people want to stay for the discussion. So today, um, I did, as I mentioned, want to talk about how I became an NDTR, but before we do that, I have to start out with my introductory segment. So um, today, I'm currently craving breakfast foods, and I don't know what it is, but I just want all the breakfast foods all the time. Um, specifically, I've been having just tons of parfaits for snacks. I just feel like it. you can incorporate a bunch of different food groups with like berries and dairy and granola with some protein. So it's been really fun to um, try different fruits with that and eat that. And then just eggs. I've been, we've been wanting like eggs and hash browns and pancakes and all the good stuff. So not sure what it is, but I've been craving that a ton. Um, okay. Moving on to weird food news. So I actually saw this just today, but California has a bill that would ban some food colorings and additives. And you guys might've seen a recent um, a news article. There's one about Skittles specifically and <laughs> people talking about how Skittles are so dangerous now. And so it's really interesting. Some of the additives in these candies are actually banned in Europe and other countries. So really this is just putting pressure on manufacturers to adjust their recipes um, instead of like just totally getting rid of Skittles and these other foods. They're trying to put some pressure, I think, on these manufacturers to change their recipes so they don't contain some of these um, harmful additives or what are seen as some harmful additives. So um, I think it's really interesting. I, for one, try to have foods without artificial dyes and some things like that personally. Um, as always, I recommend whatever works for you and whatever works for your budget. But uh, yeah, it's something to think about really. And Again, I know sometimes when I think about how certain chemicals and things are banned in other countries, I wonder why they aren't banned here. Um, and we're we're still awaiting evidence on some of those things. But yeah, I just thought that was so interesting that um, there's actually some legislation right now that's looking to ban certain food colorings and additives. So <laughs> interesting thing to keep your eye on for sure. Alrighty, so as I mentioned before, we're talking today about my experience in becoming an NDTR as well as some tips for taking the test if you're interested in learning about that. So most of today's podcast will be about my lived experience. Um, if you haven't been here before, I tackle three areas. It's the literature, my lived experience, and the landscape or kind of what it's going to be like moving forward from this topic. Um, today is mostly going to be about my lived experience and then also the landscape, meaning the portion of the episode where we talk about if you're interested in this topic, what you can do to move forward or take action. Um, although I will throw in some literature just a little bit towards the end as well. 
Um, I'll also include some links if you're really interested in the numbers. I'll throw a link to a previous episode I did on the difference between an RD and an NDTR and a nutritionist. So kind of an overview of all those pathways. And then I'll also throw in a link that talks a little bit about uh, pass-fail rates and some other numbers you might be interested in if you are really seriously considering this pathway. So let's just jump right into it. I actually got my bachelor's degree with the total intent of going on to become a dietitian. So like many people, I was going to use the NDTR credential as a stepping stone to becoming an RD. Um, I had just graduated in 2020 when I decided to become an NDTR and I had just gotten married. I was going through a bunch of big life changes. Um, we didn't have a ton of money to put into an unpaid internship or move, which is sometimes required from an internship. And my husband actually, um, at the time he was my fiance, but he recommended, hey, why don't you look at this alternative pathway? I know you've mentioned it, but it might be a really good fit right now, at least while you're waiting to become a dietitian and it makes more sense for us financially. Um, so I took his advice <laughs> and I took what's called pathway three um, to get my NDTR credential. Basically, this pathway was established around 2009 and it made it possible for people who graduate with a bachelor's degree from a dietetic program to sit for the RD or excuse me sit for the NDTR exam uh, pretty much right after you graduate so um, it was really useful I just felt like it was a way I could use my degree and find jobs um, I'd already kind of started my company at that point but I just just kind of wasn't sure what to do next and I figured this would be a really good next step so Luckily, because of my bachelor's degree, graduating from the DPD program and included in that just the amount of practice hours that I needed to have, I was really well set. I did wait about six months while I was kind of deciding. Um, I was working part-time or I was already blogging and doing some of the different services I have now. Um, so it's crazy to think that was almost four years ago that I started doing that. But <laughs> right when I graduated in 2020, I had been blogging and working for dietitians for about a year. Um, so kind of while I was working part-time, I was simultaneously studying. So it did take me about six months after I graduated to get my act together <laughs> and take the test. I'm a little bit of an anxious test taker. So um, there was definitely some anxiety mixed in with that, but we got it done at the end of the day. Um, and I honestly couldn't tell you what my score was. I just remember that I passed and I was so excited. Um, and that was just the rest is history, I guess. <laughs> um, I took it and with the full intent of becoming a dietitian pretty soon after and just really, really fell in love with being a diet technician. So that was my path to becoming an NDTR. It was definitely an abbreviated version. So if you ever want to learn more, you can contact me via my website. Um, when it comes to test taking, and I definitely wanted to share some tips with you because this is a question I get a lot of the time. I have a couple tips for taking the test. I tried lots of different methods. Like I said, it took me about six months. So I tried going back through my schooling paperwork, um, different study guides, and it was just kind of unfocused. I didn't really know which areas to study. I didn't um, have really a method that stuck. And I, I think that's part of the reason I, as I mentioned before, I was kind of anxious to take the test because I didn't really feel like my efforts were very focused. 
about three weeks before the test, I decided to take some practice exams, and I found that that was the most effective way to help me retain the information and figure out which areas uh, that I needed to study. So by far, the most effective method for me was finding tests that had, uh, or excuse me, practice, practice exams that once I took them provided the correct answer for me so I would know what I got wrong and why. So again, the best practice exams for me were the ones that provided answers that detailed what I got wrong. So I know where I could direct my studies, if that makes sense. Now, there are tons of these options available. I will link three in the show notes. The one I personally used was called Exam Edge. And I used this one because it was the best price at the time. (laughs) I think it still is. But it provides packages of tests. So you can get like one exam or five exams or even 20 exams. um, And they provide the answers for you once you've taken it. So you can figure out why you got the question wrong. It also can mimic um, the actual exam. So I think they study um, or have people who write these questions based on what past exams have looked like. So I found like it, I felt like it really mimicked the the format of the test for me. It was really effective and it was the one I used to study and I passed on the first try. So that's a little bit of a testimonial. They're not paying me to say that or anything, but I just felt like for me, that was the most affordable option and it worked really well. And like I said, I only really hopped into doing practice exams about three weeks before the test. And I really wish I had started earlier. I believe at the time I purchased a package that had three exams, which I don't believe is available now. But um, I literally remember writing a review at the end of taking these exams. And my only reason that I didn't buy a package with more was just because I purely didn't have time. (laughs) Towards the end there, I had just kind of started taking those practice exams late. So I would highly recommend that. As I said, they're not paying me or anything. That's just kind of a personal endorsement I'd like to make. Um, They work for me and hopefully for someone who's maybe a little pinched for cash. Um, at the time I was really looking for something affordable and that definitely, uh, was the one that worked for me. So luckily the Academy also, oh, sorry, before I move on, I did want to say, um, exam edge, which is the one I was just talking about. I do believe they have credentialed professionals that help to make this test. Um, so the, they work, I believe with other just anyway, they work with other professionals to help develop this exam. Um, and the topics covered really do mimic what's on the test. So I think they work really closely with people to develop this and they'll let you know how, what you need to pass. Um, so as I said, I know it doesn't come from a, an academy source necessarily, or a dietitian site necessarily, but it really did mimic the format for me. So hopefully I'm not beating a dead horse there by talking too much about it, but it was um, a good option. Uh, the academy also provides a, a, an exam prep called Eat Right Prep for the NDTR exam. It is a bit more expensive, but I do believe it mimics the environment of the test a bit more closely and has some of the natural elements like uh, the timed aspect of it worked in. So this was not an exam that I took, but I've heard good things about it. Another uh, format that's very, very popular is called Visual Veggies. Um, And again, I will link all these in the show notes, but this is one I've heard so many good things about. It is the most expensive of the options I've talked about today, 
but it is really popular. Um, one thing that it, ha- it has that the other methods don't, um, and one of the draws of it is it is it's basically a software that you download, and it allows you to keep your study materials and references, um, and it'll have like videos and things there in the module, um, as well as the practice exams. So if you're somebody who wants all their study materials and practice exams in the same place, I think this method is for you. As I mentioned, it is a pricier option, but people swear by it and their rates for first time pass, people who've passed on the first time is really high based on this. So I'm not sure if you can input your own practice or study materials, but they have their own materials to help you study. Um, And I think it's really good if you just feel like maybe you need a different kind of learning. Um, For example, they have videos versus just reading and outline. I believe they have some different modules within the software that can help you to really understand the material and review it. So um, they also have just some fun thing. I think you can earn like awards and things. So they kind of gamified the whole experience of uh, studying. So if that sounds appealing to you, it's probably worth the money. (laughs) And as I mentioned, um, because they make it a little bit more fun and a little bit more um, interactive, I believe they do have a higher first time pass rate than some other um, practice exam options. So, um, now I'm going to book into this with some literature. I know we usually talk about the literature at first. Um, but again, this is, I mean, it is a test, so I don't want to make anyone, anyone believe it's, um, easy necessarily. It is worth it. In my opinion, I really have enjoyed having my credential and I do believe it's opened some doors for me that otherwise would not have been opened, but I do want to reiterate, this is not just like, super easy and you don't need to study at all. You really do need to put some effort into it. And, um, and, but I do really do believe it's a worthy alternative to becoming an RD or to, um, you know, enhancing your time before you become an RD. Maybe you have a gap, quote unquote gap year, or you're taking some time off to work before doing a graduate program or some other scenario. Um, I really do believe that this credential is, just a great way to spend your time and to um, enhance your expertise and to just meet other professionals in the area. So anyway, coming back to the test, uh, from the most recent statistics in 2022, the first time pass rate for uh, the NDTR exam, if you were coming from a bachelor's degree and a dietetic program, um, which would be what so basically a bachelor's degree in dietetics um, from an accredited program. Uh, the pass rate was 66.4%. So 66.4% of people who went to go take this test who had that prior knowledge, as I was mentioning, um, were able to pass the test within the first time. So um, the pass rate after one year of the first attempt, so if you took it and maybe failed it and had to come back, uh, was 67.24%. So really good odds. Again, you can't just go in <laughs> expecting to pass. You do need to do a little bit of studying. I always recommend taking the exam and studying as soon as possible after you get out of the dietetic program, um, because you will probably already have some of that knowledge just ingrained in you. So if you're curious and want to learn more, I will include lots of links in the 
this episode's show notes. Um, I haven't had a blog post or anything really on this topic, but I want to. <laughs> so again, if you have any questions, let me know. You can ask me at onyweeks.com slash contact. Um, in the show notes, I will include links to the three practice exams I mentioned. And also, um, I will, like I mentioned, I'll include um, links to the episode we had previous about the difference between dietitians, diet techs, and nutritionists. Um, I'll also include the Commission on Dietetics Registration dietetic registrations, test preparation, and study guides. You guys, these are tongue twisters. (laughs) Um, And then the exam overview. So if you're kind of wondering what the exam entails, um, the format I used, as I mentioned, um, from Exam Edge will show you how it's broken down in the different areas. And that is based on the DTR exam overview um, that's listed here as well. So if you would like any information, again, reach out to me. I am so excited um, in another four episodes to have some more in DTR talk. I've been doing some mentoring lately and just really enjoying getting to know some aspiring (laughs) in DTRs and people looking into the credential. Um, I actually just recently gave a talk at a conference on um, why we need NDTRs in the field and why it's an important credential to be uh, promoting within the field. So if you ever want to talk to me about it, I would be happy to kind of a nerd about it. And I absolutely love being an NDTR. Um, and I'm looking forward to more episodes. We'll talk to you again next week. Bye guys. Have a great week. Mm-hmm.